Previously on Live at 605. If we were in San Francisco listening to this song, like going down a trolley, it would have made a lot of sense. I just Um, sound like a 1950s, like, character actor. Trolley, see? I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. I was like a bank robber. (laughs) See? Do you remember what a mustache riot is? No. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown <laughs> dun, Toronto. Dun, 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 dun. Is that your first ever whistle? Yeah, I'm trying to. Never heard you whistle before. That's what I'm trying to. This is season 13, episode 6, I believe, halfway mark. And it's a special episode. Not only is it our best of 2016, mm-hmm. where we count down our favorite movies, TV shows, musics, and uh, news articles of the year. Right. But it's also my co-host's birthday today. So it give, is. So let's give a big shout out birthday thank you. to the co-host, Miss Val Gomez. Thank you, thank you. You know, being another year older, a little bit wiser, a little bit more uh, banged less up. banged up, but, you know, less injured today. Yeah, Always you're looking a good. good. So. I think last time you recorded the podcast, did you have the big scar on your head? Yeah. Honestly, right now, because we're in mood lighting, I don't see anything on your head. Thank you. I am also colorblind. <laughs> Very good Michael Scott joke. <laughs> so we've got an action-packed episode today. This, mm, is, my, this always, is your favorite episode. My favorite episode of every year is when we count down our favorite, like I said, everything in pop culture and news, basically. And hopefully, because we always like, one of my favorite things about the podcast is the band of the week to help people like discover mm-hmm. new music. Mm-hmm. So maybe people will discover new movies or TV shows or albums. Totally. To to. And I'm, I'm curious to see what your top songs and albums were. Because mm-hmm. I feel like our show's... Although I am curious to see what like your top show of the year is and stuff, but you got it. Uh, so why don't we give out the contact information? Go for it. You can follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp, and uh, yeah, you. I'm at Val Gomez twenty three on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. How was your Insta game this week? Pretty damn good. Yeah, what are you, what are you <laughs> averaging, like, 40 likes these days? Uh, we're usually plus 40. Ooh, that's pretty yeah, good. which is awesome. And then facebook.com slash live605 to see your injured ass head. Yeah. And uh, I'll post uh, the list of all of our top things, so mm-hmm. if you don't write them down now, you can check them out check on facebook.com slash live at 605. Okay. And then iTunes. iTunes, drop us a comment on our iTunes page because every comment... You leave for us, pushes us into the news, and nobody. So usually I'd have some kind of winty, 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 <laughs> witty yes. banter to start this podcast. Yeah. But this one's so action packed. Do you have a sponsorship, or do you want to get right into this? Uh, Didn't you say your sponsorship was a phone call you made today? Sponsorship of the week. <laughs> or that was made to you. So because I got injured. Um, and it was technically on, um, it was during the work week, just everybody wanted to make sure I was okay and everything, so the government of Winnipeg called me to actually confirm I was okay, and then the weirdest thing was, was they're like, you know when you're just reading a script and they're going through the motion, so they were like, um, so what day did the injury happen? And I'm like, yep, this day, and then they're like, um, okay, so are you full-time or part-time? I'm like full time, and they're like, so can we have your date of birth? So December 23rd, you could tell that she had like this long pause and then looked at the calendar and realized it was today, but the way she's like, oh, 
Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do I really want to be wished by the government of Winnipeg? Yeah. So that was a little bit bizarre. It was but, such a weird way to start the morning because it was the first person who wished me happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. Yeah, that is the first one to wish you, I guess, like over the phone. But my advice to anyone who's doing trying to do something big, like let's mm-hmm. just say you're going for your driver's license. Yeah. Do what I did when I got my G license. Do it on your actual birthday. Okay. Because when I did my G test, what, two, three years ago, mm-hmm. I was turning, I think I was turning 30, no, 29. Okay. I was turning 29. And my main reason, like, I want to do this on my birthday because if they see, like, if it's the difference between me passing and failing just, like, isn't much, like, oh, we could fail this guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. If the difference is, oh, maybe it's your birthday, they'll be a little bit more lenient towards you. And my my driving test went fine. The only one issue was when I got on the highway, I was going a little bit slow and the lady's like, oh, you should have sped up. I was like, okay. But did you yell? But it's my birthday. No, I never even mentioned my birthday. And you, the thing is, don't tell them it's your birthday because when you get in the sheet, in the car, they have a sheet that says all your info. Yeah. So when we pulled back into the driver's test, she looked at me, she does her thing, check, check, check. And she's like, um, she's like, you passed and happy birthday, by the way. Not, I think I would have passed either way. I was about to say, so what you're saying to me is there are millions of shitty drivers out there who have just taken their driving test on their birthday no. to get ahead. No, I'm not. I, I don't think people are, are smart enough to do this. <laughs> but anyway, that's just a tip. If you're if you're nervous and you don't know, just do it on your birthday. Why not? Get a free pass. It also probably helps that I wasn't 17. Like It helped that I was like almost 30. <laughs> to be fair, you almost old, previously had your full Yeah, and they fucked me over before. Or with driving, anyways, this that's episode's too jam jam packed. <laughs> I can't even speak. Okay, I so sp- that was my sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. So why don't we just get into like some of our lists? Mm. The first one I want to do because I what I was gonna do like an like an introduction. Okay, go for it. So the introduction is that obviously a lot of crazy cool things happened this year. A lot of great music came out, a lot of cool TV shows as like yeah. season 1 premieres, um just different series like mini series got rebooted um or got booted. And so it's been an action-packed year. We've done a lot, we've watched a lot, we've listened to a ton yeah. of diverse content. Um, so we do have an action-packed um, episode for you guys, and it's not to say like these are like what Rolling Stone and Pitchfork all yeah. claim as the best. These are the things that we feel are like the best and worst of 2016. Which is why it's good because I looked at all those lists, and a lot of them were all the same. Everyone put like yeah. Solange a number. No, everyone put Beyonce one, Beyonce. Solange two, Kanye three, right. stuff like that. So ours is going to be different, and I think we have music and shows mm-hmm. that people wouldn't necessarily think of. So, And the other side of it is, is if you've listened to all of our podcasts leading up to here, you probably have heard us talk about some of these experiences. So this is a great opportunity to hear the list, and if you want, go back and listen to the episodes that actually call these things out. Yeah, cool. for sure. So where do you want to start? I want to start with movies, because I only have four on my list. Are you doing a sting for this? Here are the best movies of 2016. All right, give it to me. Let's hear the best and worst movies of 2016, y'all. We'll see about stings, because i got to fly out tomorrow morning. We're still going to do your birthday dinner and everything. So i got to edit this thing today. Okay. So I only have four movies. I guess I can add five right now, because we just saw one today. Okay. Uh, so these are kind of like, I'm sure we saw a lot more movies. I just couldn't think of them. As I mentioned last week, I don't really like movies. Which is insane. 
Also, I did a best and worst movies of 2016 okay. list, so you'll so, probably jump on mine. The um, So this is my order, I guess. So number four, Suicide Squad, just because mm-hmm. I remember seeing it. It wasn't awful. It was good. Yeah. Number three is this movie called Dope. Which What's that? It's like... Um, takes place in like south central la and it's like about this kid who's like nerdy and they like love 90s culture but they get mixed up with asap rocky rocky asap <laughs> <laughs> rocky's a dope dealer anyways it's very good okay when did you watch that on demand it was on the movie network one day mm-hmm. number three we just saw it which we'll talk about next week mm-hmm. is arrival yeah which was ended up being very good we'll talk more about yeah. next week that one stars amy adams and jeremy renner yeah number two your boy Jonah Hill with War Dogs. Mm-hmm. And then the number one. And the other guy. Miles Teller. Yeah. And the number one movie for me this year is Nocturnal Animals. Why? Because of the morbidly obese naked people who dance. No, that sequence, you got it, guys. If you haven't watched Nocturnal Animals yet, just make it past the opening sequence. Yeah. No, that movie is just, it seemed like such an original movie. Great directing, great acting, great writing, great mm-hmm. cast. Just everything about it was just great. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I can say. Like, there's people who I don't like. Michael Shannon, that actor, I don't normally like him, mm-hmm. but I thought he was amazing. Which in this one movie. is he? The cop detective. Oh, yeah. Guy. Uh, the guy from Kick Ass was so good. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams was great. Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Just like overall, just like an awesome movie. So I actually, um, I didn't put my movies in order, but yeah. I could probably if I wanted to. Um, so this is the best films of 2016 so far. I put The Jungle Book. Oh, yeah, that was a Because it looked fantastic, and I actually really like the book. The only issue with that movie was I made a sit front row by accident. That's okay. I like seeing Baloo yeah. 30,000 feet in the air. Um, War Dogs. Yeah. Uh, Arrival, which we just saw, which we'll do our Fast Bender rating on next week's episode. Yeah. Nocturnal Animals is still probably my favorite, favorite. film I saw this uh, year. Okay. War Dogs. You said War Dogs. Okay. And then, shut up, John. <laughs> right? And then Secret Lives of Pets. Yeah, yeah. Because it was so cute. I thought it was good well point. done. Was I like the voices. Wasn't it Louis C.K.? Louis C.K., And yeah. the guy from Modern Family. Yeah. And then, here's a movie that John probably watched and didn't tell me, but I know it's damn well his favorite film of the year. Well, uh, give me a genre. Planes. <laughs> Sully! I I did not see this movie. I've never seen this movie. I don't want to see this goddamn movie. You totally love Sully. The only Sully-related thing I watched was an SNL parody of Sully. (laughs) Yeah, right. John was, like, watching Sully, like, memorabilia, like, programming for days when that movie came out. I don't need to see any more movies about middle-aged men who have to fly their plane upside down to save people. It's like, we get it. You're drunk. You flew he wasn't down. drunk. I know, but what's his face? The Denzel Washington was in that one movie I saw. You just talked about white men. No, I said I, middle-aged oh, men. Oh, you said middle-aged white men. <laughs> okay, so then these are the worst movies of 2016. That we saw? Or that just, we saw. Okay. Um, One of them we, we didn't see together. Number one, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. Yeah. I thought that was brutal. Only because it felt like it was written by a 14-year-old girl with, like, self-esteem issues. One of the sorority chicks is in the movie Dope. Oh, which one? Black one. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Um, The next one that I thought was shitty 
was X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, it gets a uh, thumbs down for me. Definite thumbs down. It may have been better in the theaters, but... Yeah, didn't don't cut. watch that film on demand, guys. Don't waste your $3. Okay. Next one, Suicide Squad. I actually did not like it. I thought it was okay compared to how shitty it got reviewed. It, I thought it could have been way better. It was so overhyped, and especially because the film was shot in Toronto. Yeah. And they were, like, making this huge thing about what's-his-face being the Joker. The Joker. Yeah, that's true. And he had, like, ten minutes in the film. Barely in it. Barely in it. And yet he was, squad. like, yeah. And so I put it on the worst list. Yeah. The yeah. next one was the BP oil spill film we saw. The Deep Water Horizon? Yeah. I didn't like it at all. See, I didn't even remember the name. You just said that he didn't, he didn't have a Boston accent. Yeah. And then the last one, which I didn't tell you because of all the shenanigans that happened last week while I was away, or the week prior, was Popstar Never Stop. Did you watch it? I watched some of it in, in it Winnipeg. It was bad. It was bad. And the reason why we wanted to watch it was because, for those of you guys who didn't um, know about the film... It's the one starring Andy Samberg, who Lonely I love Islands. from Lonely Islands or Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame. And John recently, not recently, probably like a year and a half, two years now, has gotten me watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I really like. So yeah, no, I, I tried to watch it and it was horrible. No, I'm going to wait for it to be like free on TV to mm -hmm. watch it. I've mm -hmm. heard like bad things about yeah. it. My other issue with it was I listened to the soundtrack. And the reason why I like Lonely Islands mm -hmm. is their albums, it's not just one style it's like rap it's pop mm -hmm. this one just seems like it's just that pop, pop star, star guy right i'm like i don't really like that I, music yeah i think i watched like maybe 25 minutes yeah fair so, enough that's it so those are my best and worst tv sh or oops movies of 2016 all right give it to me let's hear the best and worst movies of 2016 y'all Okay, so before we go to the next list, do you want to talk about some headlines, like break things up? Yeah, so I guess 2016 has been all over the place, and what I didn't realize was, you know, we've had a lot of, like, crazy things happen in the world. I was also looking for Canadian-specific headlines to not just make it, like, U.S.-centric or internationally-centric, but just some top-level things, and you can tell me where you were when all of this happened. Um so, <laughs> I hope not. No, that's from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I've never seen it. It's my favorite. Okay, so, some headlines. David Bowie, Prince, yeah. Leonard Cohen, all passed away this year. Some great music talent. Um, yeah, did any of those affect you more than others? No, the problem is, I like... I only really like one Leonard Cohen song, mm -hmm. and it was in the Natural Born Killer soundtrack. Okay. Prince, I don't really like his music that much. Uh, it's obviously sad. He's obviously a yeah. creative genius. But David Bowie, I got really into him probably about three months before he passed away. I know. And all three of these guys are obviously geniuses of what they've done. Yeah. And it's super sad. Luckily, for someone like Leonard Cohen, he's lived a life. It's not like he was 30. Yeah. David Bowie and he Prince... He was 69. Leonard Cohen? No, David Bowie. Oh, okay. David Bowie just looks like he's always like 50. Yeah. And Prince is, was 57, I yeah. think. Yeah. So like... Those guys, they've all lived full life. Well, I mean, they could have. Obviously, obviously the crazy mm -hmm. thing is David Bowie put out an album this year, and people said it's one of the best of the year. Right. I had never listened to it. Maybe I should, but. Yeah, no, it was actually voted, like, one of the best albums this year. Um, I sampled some of it on Apple Music. That's okay. I still like his classics. Yeah. Um, and I obviously, I also, I probably like pr uh, David Bowie more than Prince, but still have a huge appreciation for Prince. Yeah, how, which one was the hardest one that hit you for the David year. Bowie. Right. Only because I saw David Bowie live mm. with the polyphonic spree. 
Um, with Miranda. Remember when we bought tickets to see the Polyphonic Spree this year and we forgot to go? Is that on our list? No, because we didn't go. We forgot. So, okay. Um, then some other, uh, headlines. So, um, whatchamacallit, the Fort McMurray fires. Yeah. In... Alberta. Alberta. That was in in May and it caused like 100,000 people to flee their homes, which is really unfortunate because we usually don't see like... Natural disasters like that. No. So that one is one. That's a huge one. Um, A big relationship story from this year. Taylor Swift, Calvin Harris, Tom Hiddleston, romance and breakups, public displays. Yeah, part of me, I, I feel bad for Taylor Swift, but I Why? don't. Why? No, I don't. I, I do and I don't. It's like, she. It's like if you're going to give it, you got to take it. Right. Because she's written all these songs about like... John Mayer and mm. Calvin Harris, all mm-hmm. these things, and she says like all these shitty things about people. Right. And then like, even though like, yeah, Kanye West does his thing, mm-hmm. and then Calvin Harris does his thing. So it's like mm-hmm. feel bad for, but at the same time, like oh, she, I also heard she made like the most money out of any. I know. She or something. She's fine. She's fine. Um, obviously there's some like sad, um, international headlines, but I don't want to make this episode sad. So, no. um, we obviously have the current fighting in Aleppo and Syria. Yeah. Terrorist attacks around the world, Brussels, Istanbul, and Nice. Most recently, Berlin at the Christmas market, which right. was really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and then the actual one closest to home, I would say, is at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. That happened. Yeah, don't forget the one in Toronto, but the guy who was coming to Union Station. Oh, the tactic- yeah. That got stopped by police. That's like, horrible. You just, you never, that's why I like doing this podcast, because hopefully there's so many bad things when you listen right. to the news and the TV and newspapers. Mm-hmm. The podcast here, we hopefully help people forget about, like, totally scary things. Go. Escapism, yeah. if you will. So those um, all suck, and yeah, I hope everyone can just make it a peaceful Peaceful world. 2017, You can guys. learn a lot from the aliens from Arrival, by the way, about peaceful <laughs> living. It's true. Um, want me to save something? Yeah, save something. Let's okay. break it up. Gotta say this uh, control S thing to save the podcast. <laughs> Thirteen seasons later, guys, and he finally figured out Command S. So before we do, since we did movies, I say let's take a break from uh, uh, visual things. Mm-hmm. Although this is visual. let's do our top ten concerts. Okay. So why don't we get into top ten concert list? Yo yo baby, I want to hear your top ten concerts. Acoustics are gravy. You want to go first? So, my favorite concert... Well, you're doing your favorite off the top. Yeah. Are I'll these in order? No. no? Okay. I'm just, my favorite concert off the top, or hands down, this year had to have been the Arkells show. Yeah. Um, and for many reasons, and if you listen to, I think two episodes ago, we briefed about the... Two or three episodes Two or three ago. episodes, we gave you guys a complete rundown of the Arkells show, but it was awesome. He came with Frank Turner to Massey Hall. The whole, like... They just did such a wide array from their catalog, and their showmanship was so on point right. that the concert just, like, blew me away. Like, I almost, it's kind of like that secret show of Arcade Fire yeah. we saw where I'm like, I don't know if I can see another Arkell show, yeah. because will it be up to this caliber? Correct. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I have, I have a list of my number okay. 10 down to one, so maybe... So number 10 favorite concert of the year was Naked and Famous at Mod Club. Because <laughs> we only saw like three songs. We saw three songs, but the three yeah. songs I saw were pretty good. Yeah. Number nine, which I think a lot of people forgot we saw them, was Tiger Town. I totally forgot about Tiger that. Town opening for St. Lucia. Oh my God. Okay. Tiger Town is one of those bands that they only have like an EP or two right. out from Australia. And I remember they just, they blew me away. I thought they were really good for an opening Cause, band. Because we saw them with, was it Magic Man? 
No, St. Lucia. No, but did we see oh, them before? Yeah. We saw them yeah. before and they were just okay. Yeah. This time they were great. So I mm-hmm. thought that was probably the first concert we right. went to this year. Mm-hmm. Number eight, sad to say, but sounds at Mod Club. Yeah. It was good, but we've been to way we've better. We've been to way better. I blame the crowd for that. Okay. Number seven was Jenny Lewis and the Watson Twins at Massey Hall. Yep. I thought that was really good. It turned me from like a casual fan to like, I went on a big Jenny Lewis kick for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, so I, I have a new appreciation for her. I like that. Number six, I might get some flack for this, but tragically hip at the ACC. I feel the same way as you. This year has been like, obviously it's really sad. Gordani was diagnosed with brain cancer. Yeah. And he's obviously doing a lot of charitable work yeah. around raising funds for research for brain cancer. And then also he has two young kids, I believe. So um, trying to like create that monetary fund for them for when they grow up. But he's been like, touring so much and putting out so many like collectors albums and everything it's almost becoming too much now i thought it was good but i i just like oh if this was in fact their last tour maybe don't play so much of the new album yeah maybe give all your hits yeah like i get i get it anyways it was a great concert great concert it wasn't my favorite for sure Number five, mm-hmm. which this one goes as the number one scariest concert of the year, <laughs> goes to Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg at the Concord Pavilion. In, in California? And uh, Kevin Gates as well. <laughs> so that show was awesome. A little scary, uh, only because of the, the location, uh, the drug den, and then I didn't know how we were going to get home. <laughs> we were in the middle of the desert. $132 US dollars <laughs> later in an Uber. <laughs> but Snoop Dogg was awesome. Wiz was awesome. Their dancing was so good. Yeah. We Dem Boys was Song of the Night. Hollow. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Number four, Fantagram at the Phoenix. Fantagram was really great. And okay, what I actually like about this list when we keep going through it, is that this music is, like, all over the place. It's, like, yeah, exactly. indie folk rock, yeah. like, electronica, Swedish rock. Yeah, it's true. Um, indie rock, hip-hop, rap, yeah. rap uh, electronica. Like, it, it really is all over the board, which, once John keeps going down the list, I think what I like so much about it is we've heard such great music. And to mm-hmm. John's point, hopefully this, um, like, for the listeners, this gives you guys an awesome new catalog of sound mm-hmm. to, like, latch on to. And it's like different small clubs, big clubs, totally. arenas. So number three on my list mm-hmm. was first concert of the year, St. Lucia at so the Phoenix. So good. That was my birthday present. Yeah, exactly. I got it for mm-hmm. you last year. So I think we've seen St. Lucia now three or four times. Mm-hmm. Each show's kind of gotten better, better and better. And I thought their stage presence presence was great. Awesome. The new songs are awesome. Yeah, even him, like... The lead singer's like, going into the crowd, totally. his guitar is big, his singing is better. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun because all their songs are so good. Yeah. It's just like a party. Was this year we saw The Darkness or no? No. I didn't think so. Okay. The only thing that took me away from the St. Lucia was I was standing next to this girl. I'm like, are you Liberty from Degrassi, the new and generation? she was. And she was. She turned <laughs> goth, though. <laughs> and then number two on my list mm-hmm. would go to the one and only uh, Kanye West at the ACC. Nice. He just... Hey, I'm say what you will about the guy. He could be crazy. He's an egomaniac, this or that. Mm-hmm. When he puts on a show and he doesn't have a mental breakdown, yeah. it's unbelievable. This show, like, okay, so I, I'll fully admit, I went into this show with really low expectations because yeah. I was exhausted when we got back. Like, we had, I think it was well, like. We just got back from San Fran. We got back from San Fran. It was a busy trip. Like, work was busy. And we kind of just, like, the week leading up to vacation work was busy because it was right after we landed we went to 
the concert was like the next day. And so I'm like, okay, you know, the last Kanye show we went to, he ranted for so long and there was just so much. And I'm like, oh, I just wanted to be about the music. And I didn't really know the life of Pablo album as well. And so then when we got to the show, and even though John showed me some, like, smaller clips of it, yeah. I was, like, fucking, I negate everything I just said. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Like That floating stage was, like, the coolest thing coolest ever. Coolest thing, like, a mosh pit of zombies yeah. below. And, like, there, it, it was, like, 35 songs. Like, yeah. he, the medleys were crazy. And he went in, like, he would just do, like, he did all the features of big songs he was on. Like, mm-hmm. that. that's that shit I don't like was, like, so good. So good. He so, was awesome. So I know he had, like, he was hospitalized recently. Yeah. But if he if you guys haven't had a chance to see this tour, yeah. um, the same Pablo tour, I would definitely go say check it out. Yeah, and Kim Kardashian was there. So that yeah, was cool. That but was crazy. It was just, yeah, he was so good. And I got a Facebook memory today. It said three years ago today we saw Kanye and Kendrick. What? It was your birthday three years ago. We usually, we tend to go to concerts on our birthdays. Which is awesome. And for the second straight list in a row, we both share the number one. Yeah. Obviously, number one are Kells at the um, Massey Hall. Hall. For all the same reasons you said, just, I, it's we talked about it in great depth a couple episodes ago. And it's just, mm-hmm. see these guys live, because they're like the next great Canadian band, right. I feel like. And yeah, that that's that would be my top ten concerts of uh, the year. Yo, yo, baby, I want to hear your top ten concerts. Acoustics are gravy. <laughs> The one show that we didn't include on there was the Beatles 50 tour. Oh, yeah. That was part of, like, concert month. Yeah. Um, what you want to call it. I didn't, like, it wasn't one of my favorite shows. It was just more nostalgic, and it was cool to be part of it. But it's, there's something odd about, like, cheering that intensely for, yeah. a, like, a cover band. Um, but, it, yeah, so that was one show that we went to. So Was there anything else that we saw that I didn't um, mention that you can think of? I feel like there was a lot more shows we went to in the early part of the year that you're forgetting. Maybe. But maybe. But you guys can go back and listen to season 12 um, and then early season 13 to check them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any more headlines before we go yeah. to the next one? So some of the other headlines from this year were things like, obviously, Black Lives Matter. There's This was a really um, aggressive... Got a hot button over here. Hot, hot button, button topic. Hot button topics. A lot of aggression against police officers for, like, wrongful shootings across North America and uh, um, elsewhere in the world. So that was really upsetting. Um, Brexit. UK voted to quit the European Union. You know, so this affects a fair bit of our friends living out in the UK. Um, Another one, Kim Kardashian was held up at gunpoint. Yeah. And then made into a Halloween costume. Yeah, which, again, say what you will about her. But you don't want anyone to be taken hostage. Like, no, I'm like, I kind of just feel like that was the very in poor taste. Yeah, it's like, sure, she'd say this and that, whatever. She's famous for nothing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't think, I mean, she has a family. She has right. two kids. You don't want her to get hurt or killed or like whatever. So maybe don't don't uh, make fun of her for Halloween if you want dress up as her have a big booty but maybe don't dress up as her being robbed at gunpoint I know I felt I like know. that was far too sensational and just not in good taste at all yeah um so another one which I thought was really interesting was the Kesha lawsuit with Dr. Luke yeah um so this was really interesting because I guess she was being harassed and yeah. um what you would call it just like sexually harassed yeah by this producer who had formerly allegedly harass other people but the cool thing was 
a lot of other musicians and pop stars came to like her defense. Yeah. Um, and actually, I don't even know how that actually played out in the end, but I know it was in like the headlines for a long time because a lot of people, when you think of Kesha as a pop star, you're thinking like, oh, you know, she's so. She, she has a bit of a persona as like a party girl. Party girl. girl. She like. Almost like if you were to like slut shame her. Yeah, exactly. Right? Which is unfortunate, but it was actually really interesting to see that so many people came to like her defense, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, another one, Leonardo DiCaprio finally wins an Oscar. Yeah. I will say it wasn't for my favorite film he ever did. No, that's how these things go. It's like the same reason why Denzel won for Training Day. I feel like you have a thing with Denzel Washington today, right? Training Day's awesome. I've never seen it, but again, uh, I would say that that was probably tra- his tra- worst film he's no, done. No, Training Day's awesome. I would say it's his best film, but people are what? like, I don't know. I don't, the Hurricane was obviously I never saw best. the Hurricane. I've only seen him fly planes Here drunk. Here comes the story of a hurricane. Don't say the N-word. He mm-hmm. came out. I didn't know it had the N-word. It does in that song. <laughs> But um, it's the same as, let's just say, Martin Scorsese winning best movie for um, Wolf of Wall Street. I think he won. Yeah. When he should have won for Goodfellas or Casino or The Departed or whatever. Wherever he won, right? That's true. I thought Leo DiCaprio was good. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've, I've seen better movies. Like Basketball Diaries is an awesome movie. That's true. I like Marvin's Room. Which one's Marvin's Room? With... Um, Meryl Streep and Diane Keaton. Oh, is that is that the one with Robert De Niro where he like beats up? No, the one with the mom has cancer. Wait, is Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie? Yes. You ever seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yes, with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another headline from this year, and I think it's well, climate change hopefully helped play a part of this was the Zika virus. Yeah, that was scary. That was scary, people. and it actually reached Toronto. In Ontario, there were a few cases in the GTA of the Zika virus, but we were actually on vacation in the Bahamas, and a lot of people were saying, like, be careful, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I'm not pregnant, so it's less of a concern, but As someone, still scary. Someone who claimed to maybe have had Lyman's disease, Lyman's were you worried disease? about Zika? Um, I wasn't worried about Zika. I was worried about Lyman's disease. <laughs> Also known as Lyme disease, which you did not have. Yeah, but I didn't know I did not have it. Yeah. I, my leg fucking became, like, insane. But you know, it can be, like, easily misdiagnosed. And if you don't diagnose it properly, it can affect you for years. Lyme's Lyme disease? Yeah, of course. That's why I tried to go diagnose it. In the pharmacy aisle. What? We tried. I tried to take you to a doctor for three days. You had this huge welt on your leg. Yeah, but that doctor was racist, too. <laughs> Remember? He's like, us brown people. I'm like, listen, dude. <laughs> 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 Wait a year till this Caucasian lady tells me about how scars heal better on the yeah, Caucasian go, people. And remember today, you're like, yeah, you know, because I got the scar on my head now. Everyone's telling me what different vitamin E creams to do. Uh, I'll just look up which maybe online what you do. I'm like, or just go to a pharmacist. <laughs> so I was like, oh yes, let me ask Becca. Yeah. And then I totally forgot to text. Oh yeah, you got. Chris texted me to wish me a happy birthday, and his lovely wife Becca. I should have wrote back to her immediately yeah, to okay. ask her about her talents and trying to diagnose or give me the best prescription. I will say, oh. that, say this. I'm about two feet away from you. I don't see anything on your head. You are probably not two feet. I don't know. I don't know how far I am <laughs> from you. You One can't foot? tell distance? No, it's just two feet. One foot, two foot. <laughs> John tried to punch me in the face. Right? No. And your hand is not a foot long, first Yeah, of all. it is. Your hand is not. <laughs> all right, then I'm three feet away from you. Like two, three feet. I'm closer to what I'm trying to say to you. 
that makes no sense. <laughs> like, maybe in 2017, John will get rational and logic will right. be a thing. You say racist? No. I'm not racist. You're talking a lot of race today. Okay, what are we jumping to? Let's jump. Do you want to do uh, TV or music? Let's do TV. Okay, this is our top TV of the year. I want to watch some TV shows, so give me your list of the top 10 best, maybe the worst. Who do you want to go first? You, me, Dupree? Um, you ever seen that movie? Nope. Me, you, and Dupree? Isn't that the one about the dead dog? No. And is yours in order or no? No. Okay. Um, I could do my top show of the year. Yeah, so I don't know. Is this one of those things where I should just list my top ten? Yes, John. You no, should I'm go just, first even on my I'm birthday. saying what I do is if I list my top ten. Sure. And then you'd be like, yeah, this is my short. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah, fine. Top, you know what I mean? Got it. Now you go first. No, go. Number ten was my number one last year. Man Seeking Woman on wow. FXX. It was good, but season Are you telling what stations things are on? Yeah, I wrote down stations so, okay. people, so I can give credit to them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought Man Seeking Woman season two was still really good. Yeah. It's criminally, criminally, crima, criminally underrated. and crimi- Critically? No, criminal. Well, if you're saying you're, you're a criminal. John it's critically underla- underrated. <laughs> okay. I think you should check. The season three starts in two weeks on FXX. Okay. But it's very original, very funny. It's shot in Toronto. Yeah. So that was number 10. Number nine, first time on the list. Is the nine nine on Fox Brooklyn nine nine? I do have that as well. What do you think? Cause you just got into it back in May. So Brooklyn nine nine. To John's point, he just got me into it, and we binged a bunch of the seasons on Netflix, and I absolutely love it. Like the captain is one of my favorite yeah, characters. Captain Holt. Um, I oh. love Boyle. Um, it is very much like my friend Mariah at work and I, like, we bond between, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Office. Yeah. Are, like, the two shows we, like, literally shoot the shit about all the time. And I just think it's such a stand-up, like, proper 23-minute comedy that is not getting enough praise as it should be. It's very tough. Like, there's not too many uh, network TV shows I have on my list. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are, like, FX or Netflix or mm-hmm. HBO. But it shows that you can still be, like, funny and not have to swear or, like, yeah. show nudity well, or this or that. It kind of makes me wonder how, like, shows like Big Bang Theory and, like, Modern Family always end up winning or getting nominated. And, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I'm only coming into it in real time in the season four. Yeah. That it didn't win for anything. No, but the captain's always nominated for Best Actor. Yeah, and, so good. And what's his face? Andy Samberg won Golden Globe for it a few yes. years ago. So. But I think it's super funny, and mm-hmm. it's only gotten better. Like, we're watching shows now, like New Girl and Mindy, and yeah. they're, they're like season four or five, and they're just yeah. not funny anymore. Right. But Brooklyn's still funny with the totally. new season. So that was number eight. Number, no, that was number nine. Number eight. This one was tough because it's such a good list, but Mr. Robot USA yeah. Network. So season two? Season two was kind of all over the place. It had mm-hmm. its good moments, had its bad moments, it had its brilliant brilliant moments. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought it was really good. Season one's still superior to yeah. me, but I still thought some of the twists were pretty awesome. The acting was still great. I just wish maybe Elliot interacted with more people. Right. But obviously, if you watch it, you, don't, you understand why he didn't. Yeah, I think... What I didn't like about the season, and we said it before when we reviewed it on the Fastbender scale, was that I always felt like after we watched an episode of Mr. Robot, even though I love the series and I love the actor who plays, um, which I'm going to call it, Elliot, 
I feel like I always had to like research about it to fully yeah. understand what was happening. I will say I had some great montages, like the, the montage to the Everybody Rules the World song oh, was yeah. really good. You and... became obsessed with that song. Yeah. So number seven technically came out last year, but I didn't start watching it. We didn't start watching it until January. Mm. A lot of people forgot about it because it did technically come out late last year mm. on Netflix, Making a Murderer. Yeah, okay, because I was like, I saw that on your list, and I'm like, wasn't that 2015? It came out in either November or December. Yeah. But I watched it a few episodes over Christmas break, and then we watched it, like, in January. Right. So I'm counting it as a 2016 show. Right. Didn't we watch, or no, that was the jinx mm-hmm. that we binged with Sean. Yeah, that was, like, the last it, summer. Yeah. The summer 2015 yeah. summer. Yeah. Making a Murderer, crazy story. Mm-hmm. Just so many, it was just, I remember the first two episodes were like, eh, it's okay. And then episode three, we're like, holy shit. I think we watched like everything right away, right? And then, um, what is the nephew's name? Brandon? Uh, Dancy? Dancy? You Dancy? Brandon, whatever his last, no, no, I think whatever his last name is, um, Brandon, he just got released from jail. Yeah. Whoa. Number six on my list. Uh, won't be on yours. You haven't watched it. And I only watched this season and it was like unbelievable. I was like championing it mm-hmm. to be like best show, best actors. Mm-hmm. It's the Americans on FX. Yeah. This season was so unbelievable. Keep but, going. No, it's like I, I've watched episodes here or there mm-hmm. uh, from previous seasons. And I always look like, wow, this is really good. It's just I never got fully into it. Mm-hmm. But this season, like the acting of the two main people are like. So it's Carrie Russell and. and Matthew Reese. Yeah. Who are married in real life. Just like unbelievable. And it's almost like it's. What's the premise? So they're both. They work for the Soviet Union in the uh, 80s and they moved to the U.S. to be to spy on Americans. Mm-hmm. And they live next like to an FBI agent. And they're always like trying to like get in and find out what they're trying to do. It's like during the Cold War. But mm-hmm. they live double lives. So they have costumes like the main guy, Matthew Reese. Mm-hmm. He's married to Carrie Russell on the show, but he's also married to someone else because oh. he's the secretary of like the CIA director. Gotcha. And it's like they always wear masks and it's mm-hmm. this and that. And it's, but it's also they have kids. And right. They don't know what they're like. Like they, they're travel agents, is what people think they are. Wow. And it's just like the fact that they have to pull off so many characters each episode. Yeah. And Carrie Russell, she plays like such a badass where. Right. She's been like, I know the show's critically acclaimed, yeah. but she's been nominated. Just this year. It was, mm-hmm. This is the first year they ever got nominated. And I feel like, so why I laughed initially was that um, I felt like. When you first had to start working on that show, yeah. you hated it so much. You were always, like, cutting it up. And then yeah. this year, it, it changed so dramatically for you. Well, it's just because, like, that's why I got nominated for every award. Mm. This season was just unbelievable. And so you even got your parents into it. Yeah, like, I don't know if I would get you in. I think you would like this season, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe we'd go back one day. Yeah. But Okay, number five, you also haven't watched, but we're going to watch it over the Christmas break because it's, only, being a it's only a half an hour episode. Stop pushing. Atlanta on FX. <laughs> it made, this made top number one I or saw. two on a lot of lists. I know. You're, stop trying to convince me with your eyebrows. It wasn't my favorite show on the, uh, of the year. I'm surprised. It was, may have been my favorite new show of the year. Mm-hmm. Although, no, that, that's not true. That's not true at all. Anyways, it was. Um, <laughs> Just the acting, mm-hmm. the writing, the stories. It's just so... It's such a 2016 show. Okay. I, you could argue it's like a millennial show. But That's chill. It's good, and I look forward to your review when we watch. It's only 30 apps, 30, apps, 30 minutes. Okay. Number five. I'm curious to see if this is your number one, possibly. Narcos on Netflix. I do have Narcos on my list. Would it be your number one? Uh, It would not. Do you have a number one? Yes. Okay. 
in season two, we uh, didn't watch it right away because I think we were watching Lost. Yeah. But then it took about like one or two episodes for us to get fully invested back into yeah. it, I think. And it was just so good. It was like Pablo's downfall. Yeah. And I think it's like the one shitty thing is, and I, I said this to you guys, if you listen to a couple episodes back, I, I find it really hard to latch on to series right now where I don't care about the characters as much. Yeah. And so this is a reason why we rewatch Lost. Yeah. It was like I had a dream about Lost and then I really miss caring about characters I felt were written really well. Yeah. Knowing that like Breaking Bad was done, um, Mad Men was done, like Walking Dead was in hiatus, Base Motel was in hiatus. Um, and then we started watching Narcos and I like... Fell in love with Pablo Escobar yeah, as a character. For sure. And so I'm like, he was written so well. The show was shot beautifully. Yeah. Right? Like, I thought, like, I'm a huge stickler for subtitles that are written horribly. Yeah. Like, when they're super generic, it bothers me because they're not keeping the integrity of that language. Yeah. And so this actually felt really well done. And the pacing was just great. Exactly. So I absolutely love Narcos. Okay, number three. Mm-hmm. The show's kind of a paradox, you could say. Mm-hmm. This is the only show I could think of that had the best writing, mm-hmm. the best acting, but also, you could argue, the worst acting. Okay. Do you know what I'm going to say? It had some of the best acting Walking I've ever Dad. seen. Walking No. The People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah. Juice. <laughs> John Travolta and David Schwimmer may have been the worst acting I've ever seen. Yeah, because David Schwimmer basically played Ross yeah. trying to play Robert Kardashian. But on the flip side, um, the guy from This Is Us, yeah. the chick who plays... Darden. Yeah, the main chick. What's her face? Paul, or uh, Jane, not Jane, whatever. You know, the Marsha Clark. Yeah, Paula. What's her name? I don't know. Chick from American Horror Story. Yeah. Whatever I can and then the guy who played Johnny Cochran. Yeah. Like, the best acting ever, right? Yeah. I was actually really upset that the lady didn't win Sarah for Sarah Paulson. Sarah sorry. Paulson. She didn't win for Marsha Clark in the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, I know. That was really upsetting. I can't remember what beat her. But it just shows, like, everyone knows he's not guilty. Everyone knows what happened. But I didn't know. Well, yeah, I was, like, know. watching it as if I'm hearing the story for the first fucking time. But, like, it had some of the best episodes of all year. Like, the mm-hmm. episode about the Bronco chase yeah. was so good. The so ep- good. The episode even just, like, about the jurors mm-hmm. or the one where Marsha Clark gets the her Roro haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that show's so funny because it was so good, but some of it was so bad. Yeah. Like, but I think, I wonder if it was meant for, like, comedic. A little, little campy. A little campy. Even OJ, what's his face? Cuba Gooding Jr. Like, he was pretty bad, I thought. He, yeah, I they think were, he was... like, the low points of it. But that's why it's like, how do they get such good yeah. at performances, but then also such bad performances? I, I wonder if it was just, like, here, guys, we cast, like, all these other actors first. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, we need some fillers. But yeah. I actually like John Travolta as, like... Robert Shapiro. Yeah, he just uh, he just was. It was so over the top and amazing. Uh, what was I gonna say? That show was like Fargo. Where remember season two of Fargo, you didn't want to watch it. Yeah. And then we watched it. You loved it. This was the same. Like I think it took you a while to watch it. Yeah. Which was good because then we had every episode. Totally. All right, this was tough, but my number two show mm-hmm. is the only AMC show, and it's your boy Better Call Saul. Right. This show. I struggled. This was almost number one. Okay. Can you guess what my number one is right now? Yeah. Okay. So this, I just, because Breaking Bad is my all-time favorite show, Better Call Saul, they do such a good job of mm-hmm. of paying homage to Breaking Bad, but while 
you can see it being its own show. Like they don't rely on Breaking Bad mm-hmm. characters, but the Breaking Bad characters they introduce, it's like such a nice thing to see. Like it's not like oh, it doesn't feel forced. It feels it natural. Feel I also just think the acting and writing is so good. Like, yeah. who would have thought that Saul, the lawyer, would have his own show and it would be this good? Well, the cool thing was, was when I was in Winnipeg and one of the only things I could watch was the People's Choice Awards. Yeah. Um, or the People's Critics' Choice Awards or something. Um, the actor, so Bob Odekirk, yeah, he actually won for Better Call Saul. And he gave, yeah. like, a really great speech. And I thought that that was awesome because to kind of exactly what you said, he's was very much, like, super surprised and really gracious that a spinoff character could garner such mm-hmm. um, a real true fan base, and it was, like, a, a standalone storyline, yeah. right? But that incorporates all these great storylines from another series that everyone equally loves. So yeah. I thought it was awesome. And I think even, to like, the girl... What's the girl's name on the show? I forget. Uh, Kate? Yeah, whatever, the blonde yeah. girl. I'm like, she was so good this season. Yeah, season one, she was she's really all right. good, yeah. All right, so have I mentioned your favorite show of the year yet? Not yet. So why don't I think for the third straight um, time we're going to have the same favorite. Mm-hmm. So on the count of three, let's say what our favorite show was. One. Don't say something silly. No, I'm not. I'm not. One, two, three. Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Of course. I feel like I told you to watch Stranger Things. We're going to debate this for a while. But <sighs> anyway, I, I think you did tell me. Because I saw on like Mindy Kaling's um Instagram feed and like a bunch of other celebrities like Lena Dunham's like everyone who I follow on Instagram was talking about this series Mm -hmm. and just saying like it's unbelievable and they were all kind of a little bit older than us yeah but they kept saying like this is so nostalgic this series is a crazy like these kids are unbelievable and so we finally maybe like a, a couple months after it came out yeah decided to like binge this series and it it was like Amazing. We didn't want it to add, like the last episode. You, we didn't watch it for we didn't a few watch days because we didn't want to say goodbye to our kid friends. I will say this: I have a feeling season two is not going to be as good. The sophomore. Ooh. I feel like the kids were so good. Yeah. I just feel like it's going to be so hard to recreate the magic because it felt like just an eight eight hour movie where it could have yeah. ended and like this. Yeah. I just don't know how good the second season is going to be. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I just don't know if these kids are going to be so full of themselves. The other issue is I'd never heard of these kids before. Yeah. But now I've seen them in interviews and this and that. It's like, okay, now I know them so well. I know. Sometimes things work better when you don't know an actor. I agree. And I also think it's like that little kid, Dustin, who has who's missing his yeah. teeth. Like, I think his voice dropped yeah. like after the series shot. And, like, he's been in a bunch of, like, Bank of Montreal commercials <laughs> and everything. And, like, the little girl who plays Eleven... Like, yeah. she seems, like, a little bit pretentious off-camera. Yeah, I think so. Kind of thing. So, either way, I do hope the series, um, what you're going to call it, is as great for season two. I hope Barb makes a return. Um, I, yeah, I like Barb, but I'm like, I don't know why everyone's so ham for her. I just <laughs> yeah. want Steve to come back. Okay. Um, so, is that your list? Because I have some other yeah, ones that did Yeah, go for it. So, some of the ones on my list that didn't actually make John's list, uh, for different reasons, obviously, are... The Walking Dead. Yeah, I I was it just didn't make my list. It was good, but not top ten good. See, to me, it was like when did we see when did they introduce Negan? Uh, the last episode. So that was earlier this year. Yeah. And to me, that was one of the craziest episodes. Like, yeah. especially was, because we didn't we don't read the comic books. No. But it's like 
everybody knew of this character coming and whatnot. I just thought it was actually beautifully shot. And, like, that final scene, it was, like, the mystery was there. Because we all, like, Glenn has to die. Yeah. But then who else could die? And I said to you, it's going to be Abraham. Yeah, Still remember this. Right? Um, So I thought that that was really cool. I thought them coming back for the premiere was probably one of the goriest, like, not safe for home viewing. Yeah, NSMW. Um, yeah, um, whatchamacallit, episodes of TV I've ever watched, and also just, like, gut-wrenching. Like, there was no positive point of that episode. Definitely. Um, another show that made my list but also wasn't on your list was Girls yeah. this season. Yeah. Um, and one thing that Girls did, because this is they're going into their final season um, in January, I believe, they're premiering. But the one thing I actually liked about Girls this season that I traditionally don't like on any other series is they did a lot of, like, one-off vignette episodes about each character and, like, where they were at. And, like, I love episodes, um, whatchamacallit, about Soch where she would be, like, just, like, losing her mind in Tokyo kind yeah. of thing and came back and was, like, she just hated life here, though. Yeah. And she was, like, happier, like, in her other world and everything. And she just... Realize how, like, self-absorbed and selfish, like, all of the friends were. There was, like, a one-off episode with Marnie where she met, re-met Charlie. Yeah. And, like, they, was, like, went around the city and she just realized how, like, meaningless her life was at this point. Yeah. Um, and Andrew, Dr- or Adam Driver and, like, yeah. Jess's character. I like how they just, like, got together and, like, Adam just freaking out on yeah. Hannah. Um, Lena Dunham's character. So I actually Good really like this season. I liked it too. Um, another episode, another series, which I'm like, is equally on my best and worst TV shows. <laughs> okay. Is This Is Us. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you don't watch that show with me, so it act- it does star. I know enough of the you show. You know enough about the show. It was actually one of the most critically acclaimed, highly rated pr- shows coming out of, um, what are they Network called? Network TV. Network TV during like the upfront seasons. Um, so it's, it's NBC. Yeah, I think it's NBC, think so. but it stars Mandy Moore and Milo Villalamida, aka Jess from Gilmore Girls. Um, Chris Darden yeah. from he's the best part of the show. He's the best part of the show, but and that, as is is that storyline. That show though, it's the same. They have really good acting. Like Mandy Moore's good. The guy mm. from Gilmore Girls is good, but then like the the, the brother, brother kind of so good. Um, so the, for those of you guys who aren't watching it, the reason why I lashed onto the show, one was for Jess and Mandy Moore, because I like those actors together, um, and Chris Darden, but it's supposed to be kind of the same pacing as, like, a Parenthood, Friday Night Lights, Gilmore Girls, because it's, like, of the same writers and creators, but the one shitty thing is about This Is Us, up until, I would say, the last two episodes, is that everything is about the same issue, and you kind of don't get off of it for, like, 13 episodes. It's like one daughter is overweight, and every yeah. episode is centering around her being overweight. Yeah. One episode is about, like, the brother feeling misunderstood, and it's, like, just about that. So once they finally went to, the like, the next layer of storytelling, yeah. it became better. But I am into it. I'm excited they got picked up for a second season, so stoked to keep watching. Another series... That John didn't have, and it's equally on my best and worst TV shows of this year is Gilmore Girls. I was gonna ask a, a day in the life, um, or a year in the life. Um, I am a huge Gilmore Girls fan. John can really? attest to this because he's probably watched every episode 
five times. Five times. I've watched every episode like 55 times. <laughs> um, I could have not been more excited for this reboot to happen on Netflix. Mm. And then when the series came out, if you guys go back and listen to a few episodes ago, uh, John Ferris, Maddie, and... Um, myself. I thought you called someone John Ferris. It was like a guy's name. <laughs> I was like, like who's that's John a, Ferris? That's a great person's name, John Ferris. We actually did um, a real-time review after watching episode one. Um, and then we didn't review the subsequent episodes. I was super happy that they got picked up and rebooted. However, after watching all four episodes, it couldn't have been... If you're a true Gilmore Girls fan, I feel like you would have come away thinking that one... This was, like, such a poorly written four episodes. It felt like the episodes were far too long. They had so much filler. Rory wasn't written, like, herself mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it kind of, the last four words were, like, this huge big thing to the creator, Amy Palladino. And the way the series ended, knowing that they ended the way she wanted to end the series ten years prior was just really upsetting. Because it kind of just made you feel like how Rory was not the quintessential female lead and neither was Lorelai or Lane or anything. And they all kind of just became this thing that they weren't supposed to be. So it's kind of depressing. Do you feel like you'd like it if you go back and just watch it casually now that there's no expectations and you know how it is? Do you think you would enjoy it more? Well, so I'm kind of struggling with it. I did like episode four a bit better, but then right when it ended, I was like, no, I finally got good. Um, there are like some small point points what I like about it, but um, but I'm rewatching. Eh, throw it out before it leaks all over you. Um, I really do like. Um, I'm rewatching seasons one through seven right now. Just started season three, and I absolutely love it. But it's also shitty to know how Rory turns out right. in the back of my mind. So I don't know if I'll watch it again. I think you should give it a shot eventually. Maybe we'll see. And then I think. That's it for the good shows. And then I had Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. as well. Um, but the worst TV of 2016, yeah. even though we're reluctantly still watching it, huh. um, New Girl is not yeah. doing it for me anymore. Nah, me neither. And even to the point where they did a, a, like a combos episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. and New Girl. It made Brooklyn Nine-Nine worse. Exactly. Like, oh, it was just like so bad. But it made New Girl better. Yeah, I know. So, like... That was really shitty. Um, the Mindy Project. Yeah. I had such high hopes for it to be on Hulu and like pick up. But John always says this is that they're basically just retelling the first two seasons all yep. over again. That's all it is. Um, I put Gilmore Girls Revival on yep. there. Okay. Uh, Modern Family. I don't even know why we still watch that I have show. no idea. We stop. I actually, we watched the most recent episode and it was about um, Cam... What's the hell? Gloria, Gloria, Phil, and I'm like, oh, they should just have yeah. a series, the three of them, because every other character, essentially the Pritchetts. Yeah, they all I don't, suck. they all suck. I don't like any of them. Um, the next one is uh, House of Cards. Yeah, I'm not liking it as much as I previously did. So we bowed out of the series, and we yeah. kind of bowed back in. We we're watching it like really. Yeah, it's just man, it's okay. And then what I actually have as. The most anticipated show I wanted to watch this season. Atlanta. And the biggest fail. Well, it's not Atlanta. No, it's no. Right? Vinyl. Yeah, that show sucked. That show was horrible. And so HBO sold the show so well in like every magazine I read coming into 2016. 
And then the, we watched the premiere. I don't even think we watched the whole episode. No, it was pretty It shit. was so long. It was so drawn out. Didn't really understand what was happening. And I didn't understand the pull. But I think it got picked up for season. No, it's canceled. It got canceled? Yeah, of course it did. Oh, thank God. Nobody watched so, it. So those are the best and worst TV shows of 2016. I want to watch some TV shows. So give me your list of the top 10 best. Maybe the worst. Do you have any more headlines or do you want the next list? Uh, so I have some other headlines from this year because uh, we did speak about Kanye. Kanye West was hospitalized uh, like a few weeks ago. Yeah. And then vowed to run for president in 2024. <laughs> yeah, he's just having meetings with Donald Trump. Which is bananas. And then obviously the U.S. election was a big headline this year. And then our new, not our new, but like the new president-elect, yeah. um, Donald Trump. I now follow him on Twitter. He, a good follow, an uh, interesting follow. He is an interesting follower because one thing I actually read today was he's the first president elect in history not to do um what you call it uh what the hell is it called like a press conference mm -hmm. to actually talk about like the first few like the first month being president elect right and instead he's doing everything via Twitter um which has never happened obviously for a fair reason there's only a few other presidents who could have taken advantage of social media yeah but um his whole thing was you know I'm not using the media because they like kind of switch everything I say versus I can go to the public directly yeah. so I'm like I'm like I don't know does he have the right way or are we all just losing it no we're all losing it remember what John Oliver said this is not normal because then you just think about like the way he's just such a baby. Like when Mike Pence goes to the Hamilton show and they boo him. He's yeah. like, how dare you do that? Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like people ask him to like apologize for Jesus. Like, I've never I've apologized. never apologized. So yeah. it's like, fuck that guy. But now you and you brought up a valid point this morning, too. So we were watching the news and we saw a headline that said Kevin O'Leary, who's um, of CBC Dragon's Den and ABC Shark Tank, Shark Tank fame. Um, he's a huge business influencer in Canada. He was on BNN a lot. Um, but he's now wanting to run for office as a yeah. conservative. And he just put in, I guess, his bid to say, like, do you Canadians agree with me as, like, a candidate? And, like, are you against everything Justin Trudeau has done so far? Yeah. And so, to me, has Donald Trump just opened the fucking floodgates? floodgates for these, like, businessmen to just run for a public office. Of course. But I would take it one step back further. Did Rob Ford open the floodgates for Big businessmen time. to run yeah, for public it, office? He just proved the more, like, the more his downward spiral, spiral happened, mm -hmm. the more famous he got. The more right. people liked him when he started, like, when he's like, yeah, okay, I did crack. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. Like, who cares that, you know, he's a bad influence or that... He may have had paid for someone to be mm. killed over crack video or it's like so morbidly obese or that he's sexist and racist yeah. and does all these things. No, he's he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He runs the biggest city in Canada. Like, so what the shit? Um, anyways, we shouldn't make this about politics. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> so another. Uh, what else do I have on here? I think that's all I had on that's here. That's all right. We're, we're already at an hour, so we're doing good. So what's next? You want to do albums or songs? Um, let's do albums because I didn't really do songs. Okay, so this is the top ten albums of the year. Every good year, I want to hear your best albums of the year. You go through and I'll just add. That's what I was saying for this one. Okay, so oh shit, this isn't even updated. <laughs> so um, initially at number ten, I had a tribe called Quest. Yeah. New album. Yeah. But 
So my favorite rapper for the longest time was <laughs> Tech Nine. Yes. And he, I know people don't like him or they don't get him. That's fine. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. But then over the last few years, his albums just weren't very good anymore. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, they suck. <laughs> Two weeks ago, he put out a new album called The Storm. Okay. And I was like, I'm just going to listen to it because I he used to be my favorite rapper. He's still probably top favorite three. Right. I'm like, let me just listen to it. So I'm sure it's not very good. But it actually blew me away how good it was. Okay. So good that there's songs I think you would actually enjoy. Like, Yeah, I just need to give it a listen again. Well, it's not for everybody, but there's certain yeah. songs I know you would like. But this album was so good that it surpassed my expectations. Okay. So that knocked off A Tribe Called Quest, which is also very good. Very good. And if I had to recommend either one, I'd recommend Tribe Called Quest because it's more mainstream. Okay. So that's number 10. Number 9, mm-hmm. my least favorite album by him, but it's still pretty decent. Life of Pablo, Kanye West. Yeah. I feel like I had more appreciation when we saw it live. I think it's good. I just think the album feels incomplete. There's like two and a half minute songs. There's, It's just not his best, but there are songs on there that are awesome. So the one thing I was thinking about was that when Yeezus came out, and I've been recently reliving, re-listening to that album. Yeah. I didn't like that album when it came out. And now I actually almost think I like every song on it. I wonder if uh, Life of Pablo is going to be a slow burn. I think it will, because it was for me. It's slowly, mm-hmm. there's some songs that, yeah, the concert made better. There's mm-hmm. some songs I just really, really mm-hmm. like. So that's number nine. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next on my list is number eight, Frank Ocean's Blonde. I agree. It's it's another slow burn. The first album I kind of loved right mm-hmm. away. This one took a few listens. But there's some songs on here that are, like, unbelievable right away. Yeah. But it's a slow burn, this album, again. But it's also the problem is you took so much time off, and it's such, like, a highly anticipated album. There was a lot to prove. But it's still, I think it's really, really good. So the one thing I will say is that there's certain albums, and, like, John and I attempt to do this, there's certain albums that work at certain times of the year. Yeah. For instance, like, I feel Fleet Fox is a really great autumn album. Yeah. Right? Or an autumn band, if you will. St. Lucia, they typically put out albums in the winter, whereas we feel like they're a great summer, summer band. Yeah. Okay, the way I feel about Frank Ocean's Blonde album yeah. is it's a great working in a lounge setting album yeah. where I like it as, like, background music. Yeah. Um, and then, like, oh, there, there's a really good lick there. Oh, I like that, like, that, that riff, right? right. But I, there's nothing on it overtly outside of Ivy okay. that I like on it a yeah. lot. Fair enough. Right, that I remember listening to. Yeah. Whereas his first album, I'm like, holy shit, I remember his songs off of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, number seven. I thought this was going to be my number one album. Okay. But it wasn't. It's Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. What? I, I was just expecting it to be more rap and singing, not just like, singing. this album was so crazy. Again, yeah. it'll be one of those albums where I'm sure the more I listen to it, the more I'll like it. Mm-hmm. But some of the songs on there are like, holy shit, this is like. The coolest Bananas. song ever. I will say, I was trying to find it on vinyl for you, and I couldn't. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think it's out on vinyl yet. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. but, um, but it's good. I, I'm curious to see if it made your list. So, I actually really liked it. The one thing, I know John's, like, pushing Atlanta really hard, and, like, uh, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, a.k.a. Troy from Community, yeah. has had, like, a really stellar latter part of the year yeah i would say but this album kind of it did throw me because i didn't realize i did like his voice as much as i did yeah um so the first song you played for me what was it me and your mama me and your mama and i actually really like that one 
Then I also like Riot and Redbone. Yeah. Um. So those two are mine. And the reason why I like it so much is Donald Glover singing. But then it sounds like 70s, like, political yeah. rock kind of thing. And it has, like... A lot of distortion, a lot of like choir esque stuff going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's a good, it's it's a different type of listen, and it's, it's unexpected, and I yeah. think I appreciate it because it's not just his regular. Yeah. So very cool. Number six on my list is Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. That's all you. Yeah, this made the list as most a lot of people's top five. And I just like him because he doesn't do mm-hmm. – he calls it a mixtape. Like, he puts it out for free on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. He has no record label. And it's just – he's just kind of been a slow burn, too, or he's become super popular. But he's just like – he's like a Kanye influence where he raps, he sings, he makes the beat. Right. It's just – I think you would like the album okay. if you gave it a chance. But um, I'm not going to say much more than that because most people know about it and a lot of people just like it. Okay. Number five – not disappointed in the album, but the mm-hmm. first their first album was so good. Mm-hmm. This is still number five on my list, and it came out at the start of the year, so we I almost forgot about it. But it's Matter by Saint Lucia. Oh yeah, I thought it was really good, but I still think their first first album, album's so great. Their first album, I I think it was my favorite album of twenty fourteen. Right. Their first album, every song I love. The new album, I love the songs I like, I love, mm-hmm. and the songs I don't love I, are just okay. That's fair. But it's still good enough to be number five on my list. Okay. Number four, and this one was tough between four or five, but it's Morning Report by the Arkells. Oh. I thought this album was also a bit of a slow burn where I love yeah. Private School. Mm-hmm. But then after their concert, made me appreciate the album yeah. more. It made me appreciate it as an album. So I remember when there was this Spotify playlist I was listening to, and it was like an indie rock playlist, and this was before the album actually dropped. And private school and I think Drake's dad were on it. And so I'm like, oh, my God. I actually really like private school. And I remember, like, when we were driving somewhere. I think it was to the zoo. Probably. Right? And I was like, oh, let me put it on my, like, playlist I'm listening to. And that one came on. And I was like, oh, I really like this, like, Arkell song because the only other Arkells I really liked was, like, Leather Jacket. Yeah. From their High Noon album um, and 11.11. And so... Once this album dropped, Morning Report, and to John's point, after we saw the show, there's so many other songs on that album I actually, like, really like listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I would definitely give it a listen. It's worth it. Okay. So my top three, mm-hmm. I changed these this order so many times. Like, mm-hmm. either one of these top three could be my number one. That's how mm-hmm. tough it was. This album really shocked me. Because I liked his last, I only liked one song on his last album, if I'm being honest. Okay. And it's the album Junk by M83. Okay. Because everyone knows it, Midnight City. Yeah. I love that song. And if I wanted to be cool, I would say I love that album. Yeah. But I really didn't. Didn't. That's fair. Why didn't you like it? I just didn't find it that catchy. That's fair. But this album, Junk, every song is so good. That's awesome. It's- Are people saying good things about it? I I've have actually I've read negative things about it. Okay. But I just think it's so good. It makes me want to see them live so bad or them live That's right now. That's awesome. But it just sounds like space pop uh, synth rock music. Very cool. So that's number three. This album actually super surprised me. I was so close to making it number one, but I didn't. Mm. It's Post Pop Depression by Iggy Pop. Oh, yeah. I was reading a lot of people like that um, I, album a lot. You, the, the thing why I would get people wouldn't like it mm. is because Iggy Pop's voice 
you have to be in the mood because it's like it's not like he's a great singer, right? And his lyrics are kind of weird. Yeah, but it's basically. Which tr- song did you make me listen to? Chocolate Drops. No, Sunday. Sunday. Which is may may or may not be my favorite song of the year. Okay. But the whole album's produced by Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like Queens of the Stone Age That's musically, awesome. and he sings a lot of backup. Yeah, which is like one of your favorite bands. Yeah. Ever. So it's just. If you haven't really listened to it, every single song, I actually like every song. That's awesome. And the song Sunday. It's just like such a beautiful song. Okay. But I was like, okay, realistically, which album did I actually listen to the most? Not just Go. the single. So my number one album, which won't be yours, but you like his label mate, it's Blank Faces by Schoolboy Q. Yeah. I, I, I think I like Kendrick Lamar more than Schoolboy Q. That's fair. But I love me some Schoolboy Q. <laughs> and this guy's album was so damn good. What song off of it do you like the best? I like... Uh, or all of them. All of Like that song with Kanye West. Yeah. Um, I There's a song called like John Q or something. By any John means. Muir? John Muir, yeah. Yeah. By Any Means is really good. Yeah. Dope Dealer with E-40. Okay. Like it just... Every song. I Tukey Knows is probably my, might be my favorite. Tukey Knows number two? Yeah. The second. That's why I'm like, okay, if I'm being honest, I listen to this album as a whole more than any of these that's albums. That's fair. That's fair. So that's why it's my number one album of the year. Okay. So do you do you have a number one album or... Pause. So I agree with some of like John's um, list, but I will say that there are songs and albums, albums obviously for this part of the list right now that I listen to a ton that weren't on his. And so one of them was, um, what should we call it? Lemonade, Beyonce. Yeah. Um, actually liked it, but I did. I was one of the only people, I feel like, in the world who actually didn't listen to it when it dropped or yeah. even four months after it dropped. For sure. I think I listened to it, like, only, like, two months ago. Yeah. And so the weird thing was, was that um, I like the country songs off of it. Okay. Um, but... My friend and our friend Miranda, she said, like, the artwork was, like, some of, like, the best, like, as, like, an installation creative experience was one of the best she's witnessed in a while. Okay. Um, Another album that I really liked um, that wasn't on your list was A Moonshaped Pool by Radiohead. I didn't even listen to it. So, I actually only recently, again, like, in the last two months, started listening to it because it was on a playlist on Spotify. And then I downloaded, not downloaded, I just streamed um, that album on Apple Music. Cool. And so, it reminded me of the best parts of The Benz, Hmm. um, their album from their 90s, and OK Computer. Nice. Which was awesome. I'll listen to Um, it. So, definitely give it a listen. My favorite song off that one was Desert Island Disc. Okay. Um, So, check that out. Um, another album that I really liked that wasn't on your list, and I'm sad because we didn't get tickets to this concert, was, uh, Sh- Wilco, oh, Schmilko, uh, Schmilko by Wilco. Um, <laughs> Say it, that three times fast. So, <laughs> Schmilko by Wilco, Schmilko by Wilco, Schmilko by Wilco. Um, this yeah. album was yeah. great, and also a really awesome fall album. It came out at the perfect time. Perfect time. I agree, it's good. I just... I think it just this week we listened mm-hmm. to it making dinner. I'm like, oh shit, this is a good album. Totally. Which makes me disappointed that yeah we because, missed a concert. Because do you remember that other weird Star yeah, Wars, Star Wars. Wars album <laughs> that, that, that they put? That one was horrible. I think there was one a song off that album. Yeah. I liked, and then I was like, oh fuck, man. Wilco's one of my favorite bands ever, and like my brother Brandon got me into them. Yeah. Did I get you into them, or did you like them? No, before I liked too? them before. So this was another band that like John and I bonded over, and so. 
I was so upset when the Star Wars cat album came out because I'm like, fuck, is this like the downward spiral of Wilco? And then this album came out and I do feel like there's really great standout songs. I um, think so. Someone to Lose and Normal American Kids are like my two favorite songs off that album. I might have one on my top 10 songs list, which I won't oh, say now. Really? So, yeah. Um, so those were really great. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say Views by Drake, to be honest. You know what? It was okay, mm-hmm. but compared to these albums, yeah, like I listened to it in April when it came out, and mm-hmm. since then I haven't really listened to it. Okay, so yeah. Um, and then the last one—it's not my favorite album, but it was like a good album, and I think it was just like the departure of this person. Well, let me guess, Lady Gaga. Ding ding ding. Um, so John downloaded this whole album on Apple Music for me and put it on my phone, and I listened to it. I think over the span of one entire day at work. Yeah. And so I really liked where, like, the progression of what she's done. It felt, like, very fitting with the times. It was a little bit more acoustic, kind of, like, indie rock. Um, The song Joanne on it and Ayo, I really liked. Um, And Million Reasons is, um, I think, the song that she has out right now. But I, I just think it shows that she's evolved as an artist. Yeah, no, right? I, I agree with that. But wait, you, did you say what your number one album was? So I, I asked John this just while we were paused for a bit. Um, I allowed it. You, John allowed it. Because so. you'll see my number one song. I had to have some, uh, I had to give myself some lenience. So. Oh, okay. Um, what you want to call it? So last year, one of my favorite albums was Taylor Swift's 1989. And then at the latter part of the year, but I only latched onto it at the right end part of the year yeah. into... The new year that because counts. I wanted, I remember literally last December wanting Ryan Adams' 1989 Damn. album for Christmas, but it didn't come out till after yeah. Christmas on vinyl. Like Childish Gambino. Exactly. So damn well fucked up. But I have listened to that album, the Ryan Adams version of Taylor Swift's 1989 in its entirety multiple times. It is actually like... As a standalone album, super solid, and I almost prefer his versions of songs mm-hmm. over hers. Um, he's also somebody I've never seen in concert, so I would love to see him in concert. Okay. Um, what should we call it? But yeah, definitely, I think our lists are pretty cool. Is there anyone else we're forgetting? Uh, no, I think that's, we've named them all. I think it's really good. I would say if you guys want to get some new music for the holidays or check out some new music for next year, just go download and stream all this great content. Those are our top albums of the year. I wanna watch some TV shows, so give me your list of the top 10 best, maybe the worst. Now probably my favorite list, should we get into the top 10 songs of the year? Okay. Now y'all know I wanna listen to these songs, give me your top 10 list. So did you make a list, or is it just like random songs? Uh, it's just random songs. Do you have a number one song, though? Not really. So do you wanna, because I'm sure our songs are so different, do you, why don't go, you? Go, just go, you go. Okay, so number 10. I have This Is Us to Think. Hey. It's If I Ever Was a Child by Wilco. Oh, yeah. That one's so good off that album. That's my favorite song I don't off know the that album. title as well. Okay. If I Ever yeah. Was a Child. Yeah, so good. Do you want to play a bit of it real quick? Yeah, one second. Yeah, so this was on This Is Us. And it sounds like classic Wilco. Like Sky Blue Sky Wilco. You think of 
this is us, right? The guitar is so good. It was tied up like a boat Only mud like a coat Set free for a while And then this part's my favorite We'll just play my favorite part again while I end it. And their album cover is just so cool. Mm-hmm. Where's your favorite part? The bridge? Yeah, it's the bridge. Let's see. It's like a good guitar solo. I think it's right here. Hold on. Bear with us. So that's my number 10 song. Okay. Number nine is a guy I would still want to see in concert. Okay. Come closer, come closer. It's wow. um, I Still Wonder by Chain Gang in 1974. Oh, yeah. That song's really good. Sounds good. He's supposed to have a new album coming out hopefully in 2017. Okay. Um, number eight, this, see, this is an exception. This song came out a couple years ago. What? But I, only, I only heard it this year. <laughs> oh, okay. It was part of the um, FX sizzle reel, and it's, uh, withdrawal by Max Frost. Oh, let me hear. You have it on. Uh, yeah, let me try. So yeah, this is just like I've never heard it till this year, but it's so infectious and so catchy. I and know this one. Yeah, so I'll just play like the first few licks of it. But it's so dope. <laughs> And it makes me think of all my favorite FX and FX programming. This is intoxication. So. So. It, it was definitely a band of the week before. Yeah. And some of these, most of these have been band of the week, except for my number one. So. Oh, yeah, so that's that song. Number seven is the... Uh, mentioned a lot on this podcast for his acting and musicianship mm-hmm. it's childish gambino's me and your mama Ooh, let me get that one. which i remember this song is just such a cool song because the first two minutes it's almost like a nursery rhyme like mm-hmm. just so slow paced puts you to sleep and then when it kicks in it's so crazy like fast forward to about minute 50 because then people will hear how it because it kicks in right around two minutes so i'm not even gonna say anything just listen Pretty cool, isn't it? Very 70s. I can picture this being so good live. Yeah. That now I just really want to see this song live. Just see him live. So good. It also, I'm like, oh, it kind of sounds like Black Skinhead when it totally. kicks in. All right, so that's number seven. Okay. Number six is Solitude by M83. Okay. And it was really tough for me to choose a song off this album because, like I said, it was could have been my number one album of the year. Okay. And I was like, okay, let me check my plays. And I think this is the most played song that I've listened to. Really? By M83. Like from his album. Um, Not like in general, but from 
M83 Solitude. So if you want to find, find it. I think I put it on your phone. I think this is like a six minute slower. Oh, go go like three minutes in. Go three minutes in. It does like this. This is the space pop song I'm talking about. Yeah, listen to this. This song just goes all over the place musically. Hmm. Big highs, low lows. I don't think I've listened to this song. Unless like, you I played, played it last night yeah. for my March playlist. But this this is again like you don't have it on your phone. No. Put this on your phone, you'll like the album. It sounds pretty. This song is so unbelievable. I think even yeah. Tesla said this was like one of the best shows he's yeah. seen. So I highly recommend put it on your phone anyway anyways, so okay. that's why like, his album is so good. Oh good. Okay. All right, again, number five. This comes from my favorite album of the year. Mm. Your boy, Schoolboy Q, with By Any Means, with backup vocals by Kendrick Lamar. Woo! This song's so good. This is why it was my favorite song by him. Okay. Before the album came out, he put out videos of songs, and he put out this song before the album came out. So he put the end. I remember the song was so good, I was listening to it on YouTube before lunch. Um, no, go, go up. Go to albums. Um, and click albums. Uh, that basically, I went to walk to lunch, and I listened to, I listened to the YouTube playlist through my headphones as I walked to lunch. What? The song that's bananas. So by any means, yeah, number eight. Well, fast forward. Um, go about twenty seconds in. The beat's so good. Slow build, and then your boy Kendrick with the backup vocals, and the beat's so dope. You can my, you can have my. It's edited, but. By any means. You can fuck my. You can get my. Get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. You can get some gold. Get yours, get yours. That's Kendrick. I had some random beats. Have you listened to this album? Nope. If you like Kendrick, you'd like him. So, yeah. anyway, that's just the what the album sounds, the song sounds like. Number four, uh, from Frank Ocean. It's probably your favorite song as well. It's Ivy. Yeah. This song, see, this list is so tough. This could have been my number one favorite song. It's just, it's definitely the catchiest song on the album. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. It's just, I like his voice, I like the music the music. Sounds different from anything I've heard too. And this kinda goes all over the place too. I just feel like he was so hyped that this was like the perfect release for him, but now I feel like he's disappeared again. Yeah, he'll disappear for four yeah. years. And It's also just like a very pretty it's song. Such a pretty song. See, good background music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is good background music. Parts of that part. Very cool. 
All right, I mentioned this earlier. This was almost number one, but it's from my second favorite album of the year, Iggy Pop. Mm -hmm. It's the Sunday song. Okay. And again, some of these songs have a theme. They're this is a six-minute song, and there's a, it. It starts slow, builds up. There's a choir at the end. It's just it sounds like Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Post pop depression sounds like Queen of the Stone Age, but this is one of those songs where you could get like the lyrics are kind of weird. And you have to like his voice, but the guitar is so good. But his lyrics are like, this is hurts like a corporate lawsuit. <laughs> but it's just like... Where's that part? Go like 40 seconds in. I love that you know her all the times, though. Yeah. Yeah, just listen to these lyrics. But isn't this so like a badass riff? Yeah. And then once the chorus is good. Guitar. And then I, I think the corporate loss suit, which is my favorite line, is coming up after the chorus. Well, but it sounds like Queens of the Stone Age. It does sound like Queens of the Stone Age. Okay, just hold. On, I think this is the carpet lawsuit part. See, this sounds like Queens. Okay, let's see. I think it's this my favorite line of the year. Favorite line of the year coming up. But fast forward to five minutes in, just see where the song takes you. Watch this. See? Because Weird. You listen to the whole thing yeah, in its entirety? the whole six minutes. Bananas. So listen to the song to hear how it goes There's from cold. So many layers, John. Yeah. All right. That's good. Okay. Number two. How is he not dead yet? I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's the same as Keith Richards. Yeah. Number two. He put out my least favorite album by him, but this song... Initially it was number one, but it got knocked off. It's Ultra Light Beam by Kanye West. Ooh. A lot of people can argue it's the Chance the Rapper song because yeah. Kanye is such he has such a small part. Right. But it's just like perfect gospel hip hop music. It's the perfect opening. I don't have like some on here. Is it maybe a title exclusive now? Maybe. It's the perfect album opener. I'm not famous. It's just. Um, I just love the the beat to it. It's not even a beat. I just love the instrumental to it. I like that. It's inspirational. I like Chance the Rapper's rap. I like Kanye's voice. There's like a good female singer. It's just like yes. uplifting this song. Yes. I remember when he did his show at at um, Madison Square Garden. This is the first song he played. I'd never heard oh, of. Really? Like, whoa, this is like sounds corny, but it's like a life-changing song when you hear it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know the song, right? Yeah. He ended the show with this song. This is a God dream. Do you want to go, like, maybe two minutes in so we can hear some of Chance the Rappers? Because this is probably my favorite rap verse of the year. 
This chick's really good too. Oh, so this is a song that made me really like Chance the yeah. Rapper as well. And if I wish Life of Pablo was maybe more of this, right. but this is what Chance the Rapper's album sounds like, is all this kind of music. That's cool. So. And give Kanye props for like, he's on barely any of this song. Yeah. It's just like, he's like, okay, it's almost like Dr. Dre where he makes the beats and features yeah. people. Producer. Yeah, yeah that's just some of this part right here. So. I will shield your name. I will feel their questions. I will feel your pain. No one can judge. They don't, they don't know. They, they don't, don't know. know. Foot on the devil's neck to the drifted Pangea. Pangea. I'm moving all my family from Chatham to Zambia. Treat the demons just like Pam. I mean, I fuck with your friends. But damn, Gina. Gina. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's that. Okay. Okay, so number one out song. Hmm? This came out probably two years ago. Okay. But I never heard it before this year. Okay. And it has ties once again to your boy Childish Gambino. Okay. It's OJ the Juice Man's with no hook. How's broccoli not on your list? I just like broccoli this week. Okay. <laughs> this song I've listened to every single day Go. since August. Okay. This is the song that opens Atlanta. Okay. Remember the scene where the very first scene where the guy gets shot and then it's that song yeah, comes yeah. in and it kicks into like yeah, yeah. aerial shots. So this song, the beat's so good and the rap's so good. I listened to this okay. three times a day since August. I'm just going to play you a little bit now because it's going to be the end song. Okay. But just listen to this beat. It just makes me feel so cool walking down the street. Oh, NPC cartel. Yeah. I also picture cutting stuff to this. Yeah, that's fair. Captain? I'm going to pause it there because it's going to be the uh, song of the week. Awesome. But that that's my top ten list. Wow. What about what what did you have? Do you so, have a number one song, by the way? Um, I don't have a number one song. I just have a bunch of songs I've listened to a lot. Um, John went further. I totally forgot about this section of the podcast, to be honest. Okay. Um, but some of the songs... I know what your number one song would be, though. What? Is it... Yeah, it's... From this guy. Yeah. So the number one song I'm listening to right now, and I, I probably listen to this song every single day, is um, My Heart's Always Yours by yeah. the Arkells off their Morning Report album. So it's this one. It's kind of commercial cliche, but... I heard you singing in the shower. It's so good. And I actually feel like the band can recreate the song. Yeah. Um... I know. I, I love... There's something about the hook when the song goes um, minor that I like about it. It sounds like it could be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Like in his heyday. I just want to get to the concert. Yeah, of course. I'm having flashbacks to the Master Roll show. Ready? Ready, John? Two, three, go. I'm feeling this baby coming on, coming on. And I can't shake all day, all day. 
So this is the part when I'm like, is this like I remember hearing this song and I didn't know it was off this album. I'm like, is this a cover? Yeah. I like it. So that one, obviously, really cool. Um, I think it's just uh, we're kind of set to. You kind of mentioned like your songs from Lady Gaga, songs from this album. Um, so I feel like you know those are all the good stuff. Listening to a lot of Patrick Watson right now. Okay. Um, I listened to some J Cole, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Thought um, you said J Quan. I was like, yeah, he's tipsy. Uh, no. Oh yeah, it's my birthday. I was like, why are my parents calling? And just like that, we're back. And I forgot it was my birthday and that my parents called to wish me. And now we actually have to go out for your birthday dinner. Yeah. So Somehow it became quarter to seven. I know. That's why we got to rush to end this thing now. But I think this was another great best of mm-hmm. 2016 top 10 countdown. Yeah. Tell us if you agree or disagree with any of the actual, um, whatchamacallit, uh, songs, songs, albums, TV movie. shows, movies that we said. Um, if there are any headlines, I'm sure, you know, there's still, what, seven days left? Yeah. Eight days left of December, so, you know, a lot can happen. So maybe there will be some other crazy headlines. But it's been an awesome 2016, albeit a crazy 2016. Oh, yeah. um, we're nothing short of adventures on our side. Yeah, so why don't we get into the song of the week by the band of the week. It's my number one. It's OJ the Juice Man with No Hook. Mm-hmm. From the pilot episode of Atlanta. Amazing. All the way to get in contact with us, Facebook.com slash live605. I will post our lists of all of our favorite things. Ooh. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp. I'm at Valgomez23 on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. And iTunes. Drop us a comment on our iTunes page because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Peace. Let's go for dinner. Yay. Happy birthday. <laughs> I bust them squares up out the plastic, get in traffic. I'm so traffic, known to make that shit happen. Gotta use the razor, cut the chickens in some turkey wrapping. After 15 years of traffic, now your juice done started rapping. Blowing 93 OG from Freddy, daddy suck from Cali, making daily swag. Cut my pockets on the Caesar salad. Catch a girl, then I splash a fucker like a jack rabbit. Sliding in that pit, they shot just looking like they tap dancing. Splash the tap water, meet my quarter now I'm back scared. You my wrist, take a risk when I'm out here serving fish. Cook a brick, serve a brick, mix it with some remix. All these ways in my head, your girl don't got seasick. Took a fuck some calamari, bitch, don't order cheese sticks Million dollar nigga, but I stay up on some street shit Get a nigga line, if you looking for some cheap bricks I got gas, I got swag, I done sold out kinda bad I done had all kinda bricks, some were good and some were bad I'm about the bowl game, cooking soda and sour bag 28 do 35, making zip go take a bath Break my shit to the ground, that's how I see all the cash down my 50 bail. Now I got the niche again. On my corner, hottest on the 
John Mallon and Val Gomez.